Welcome to podcast episode 70 of the Empowered by Design podcast. I am Dr. Liz, your host, and I am so, so excited to bring you a very special guest today. Steph Fleece of the City Mom Collective is here with me today to discuss our how we met, our overlapping passion in our work um, for empowering women, empowering moms, empowering people in general, and families too, in living well, living best lives, and um, experiencing fun, balance, and joy. I am going to read Steph's bio for you, and then we are going to get right into meeting Steph and having a, an exciting and fun chat. Welcome to the podcast, Empowered by Design. I'm your host, Dr. Liz, a licensed psychologist and owner of Visionistas by Design Wellness Boutique in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. This podcast is about the power of connection and a proactive approach to mental health and overall wellness. It's about finding and owning your power right now and using it for good by nurturing the connection of body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit. Empowered by Design podcast delivers psychological concepts and practical strategies with a real life approach. Designed to empower health and wellness, optimal performance, authentic connection with yourself and others, and purposeful, joyful living. Be well. Live Empowered, Dream Design Deliver. Steph Fleece is the founder and director of City Mom Collective. Her focus has been growing the network after founding its original site, Scottsdale Moms Blog, in 2009. Now living in the greater Minneapolis area, Steph oversees the national network by spearheading growth strategies sales initiatives, and shepherding and encouraging an ever-increasing number of moms managing individual local parenting websites. She is married to Alan and is the mom of three girls, Nora, Elsie, and Audrey. Steph loves throwing a great party, connecting people, and cooking with a glass of red wine in hand. Ooh, that sounds amazing. Welcome, Steph. I'm so glad to have you on the, on the podcast. I am so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. So we are going to talk about all the fun things that I mentioned. Um, and I'm just going to get started by talking a little bit about how we connected. Um, so Steph and I both attended the Mom 2.0 Summit in Los Angeles a couple of weeks ago. And if you have listened to this podcast um, in the past couple of weeks, you have heard me talk about LA and how much fun it was, how much fun I had at the summit. And I promised you that I was going to be bringing some people on the, on the podcast that I met there, connected with, um, and who are here to talk about their work, share their story, and um, and empower you and inspire you because they inspire me. And so Steph graciously agreed to be on, on the podcast. I'm so excited to have her. And if this is your first time 
tuning in to the Empowered by Design podcast. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you have found me, that you are here. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. As you know, it wouldn't be here if you weren't listening to it. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for coming back week after week. And also thank you for sharing it, sending your energy back to me um, and spreading the, the empowerment to people that you love and who can benefit from it. So Steph, I read your bio. I loved connecting with you at the Mom Summit. Um, but I am going to turn it over to you and tell, and, and just to let you tell us a little bit about who you are, the work that you do, um, and we'll we'll chat. Yeah. Well, because my work is largely about being a mom, uh, I want to share a little bit about my family first, and then we can talk about the work that I do. Sure. Uh, but you kind of already spoke to this, but I have been married to my husband uh, for 17 years. Uh, we have three girls. Uh, they are going to be a teenager, so almost 13, uh, 10, and 9. And I love being a mom, but the reality is I learned very quickly that motherhood can be so lonely. Mm -hmm. uh, it's you're born into this like, um, you know, sisterhood of moms. Uh, you have no idea what you're doing. And so it breeds just a lot of insecurity because you don't know what you're doing. Then you're also isolated in your home while your little infant naps more often <laughs> than the average person does. <laughs> Uh, and so I, like many other moms, was really desperate to find the, a new community, uh, not because my community before becoming a mom was bad, uh, but because I wanted to surround myself with like-minded women who were in a similar season. And so uh, as I often do, I love ideating around like, I mean, anything personal or professional, I'm like, let's start something and see if it'll stick. Uh, and so I started Scottsdale mom's blog, uh, with a friend, uh, I was living in the Scottsdale area because the two of us shared a heart for finding this community and gathering people and getting mom's resources that were specific to the Scottsdale area. Uh, and at that time, blogging was brand new. Mm -hmm. I distinctly remember a conversation with a friend when I was starting Scottsdale mom's blog. And she had said, what's a blog? <laughs> like she had no idea what it was. I mean, keep in mind that was 2010. So right. it was pretty early on in uh, the start of what we now know as common vernacular and a part of how so many people do business uh, is using the web component of content marketing. And so we started Scottsdale Moms Blog with this heart to connect Scottsdale area moms. And it quickly grew because it wasn't just the two of us that shared a need and a passion for meeting moms and gathering and finding resources that help us to make motherhood easier. Uh, we found that all these other moms were looking for something similar. And so 
as that business grew, uh, our ideas started to grow of how we could uh, get this resource and this concept out to the greater kind of mom community. And so that's when we started uh, City Moms Blog Network. We have since rebranded our business to City Mom Collective, but the heart is and has always been the same to connect moms to information and local parenting perspectives unique to their communities. Uh, and we are in 80 cities now. Uh, and oh my gosh, that's awesome. to grow as the years progress. And so that that's a pretty quick overview of my motherhood, <laughs> uh, where I stand, you know, on a personal level in our home, but then also how that really has been the driving force to the work that I do. I love it. I have so many questions. <laughs> There's so many things in there that that were spoke to my soul. Um, yeah. As you were talking, I think we can, and I invite the listener to do the same. If you're a mom, a parent, a, a friend um, of a mom, <laughs> or of a parent, of a new parent, recognizing how I, the isolation is something that is so prominent, mm -hmm. yet not talked about enough, mm -hmm. right? And maybe... Yeah. Maybe now it is more, more sure. so than, um, you know, years and generations past, but definitely that isolation. And I love that you also recognized, I didn't start this because I did not have community and I didn't have people already in my life, but mm -hmm. there was some energy around this season and wanting to con really connect with other women going through this very thing at the very same time yeah. right because it's so um unique it's such mm -hmm. a unique time of mm -hmm. life and it can shift you know they grow so fast that things shift so fast and you can kind of just kind of lose yourself a bit mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. just to be able to connect with other women going through and not everything's the same right of no. course our yeah. each of our experiences is unique but there's a lot of shared overlap in mm -hmm. in becoming a mom and becoming a new mom mm -hmm. um and to have a system of support where you don't even have to explain yeah. <laughs> you don't have to explain the fact that you just like if people come over, you don't want to even entertain them. You just want them to like, here, yeah. take the baby. I'm going to go take a nap or I'm yes. going to go take a shower <laughs> because I can't do anything. Even though yeah. this thing is only this yeah. little bundle, I can't yes. do anything. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, motherhood really is such an interesting journey that honestly, I, I, assume that if someone were to tell me the nuances of how difficult motherhood was going to be in those first, honestly, the first six to 12 months, uh, they could have told me till they're blue in the face, like how difficult it was going to be, but you just don't know mm -mm. until you're in it. Mm -mm. And then you're in the middle of it and you're like, Oh yeah, I think somebody talked about this, but it still feels real fresh, real raw yes. and real hard. <laughs> Absolutely. Like sleep when the baby sleeps. Yeah. Okay. I can't, I, I never, I was never able to get that, to get that trick down. Yes. Um, my yeah. first one didn't sleep that well, but I do another thing that I remembered as you were talking and I, not that I remembered it for the first time, but I, I will, sh I share this often when I, um, talk about that just being a mom for the first mm -hmm. time. I, I literally was watching 
Friends, the 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 show Friends. Oh yeah. I thank God had it on DVD when, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. before Netflix had yeah. it, um, and now HBO Max. But you know, I was on loop watching watching the whole ten seasons, um, yeah. just like holding the baby. I I I just I fed him too much or what you know I didn't know anything I didn't yeah. know anything yeah but that is one of the memories I have of just you know just like it was me Jackson and friends <laughs> <laughs> me Jackson and Chandler and Phoebe <laughs> Oh yeah. So, oh, you know, it is crazy how some of those memories come up. It, uh, you've likely seen the movie inside out the Disney. Movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I always think of that scene where they have the mind miners that go mm. into your like memory bank that you yes. think like that has been gone for a real long time, like the jingles for various things. And then they pull them up into your memory. But I feel like that is motherhood. You're when you're experiencing it, you think I am never going to forget this because this is so hard or it's so lovely. You know, I mean, absolutely. Uh, And somehow, like somehow those memories kind of make their way into the minds. (laughs) (laughs) And then they come up. Yes. (laughs) And they pop up. Yeah. And I, I love that you said lovely, right? Because I think some of what happened, I heard this just recently that our minds, um, kind of hold on to things that maybe were unpleasant, like Velcro and the Mm. things that are lovely and pleasant kind of are more like Teflon, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Teflon, our minds are like Teflon because, um, that's, you know, evolutionarily speaking, it was better to know when things were dangerous. Right. So if we go all the way back, but you're right, there were, I mean, amazing, amazing moments about, mm. of course, of, about becoming a mom. And, um, and that, that brings up memories too. Yes. For yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's really a beautiful, bittersweet <laughs> journey, right? All the things. Yeah. And you All hate to things. call any part of motherhood bitter because it feels like wrong. Cause you love these children so much, but mm-hmm. there are really hard parts. There are. And to your earlier point, you know, I, I do think that the world we live in is one that you, we have access to a lot of information. And I think more so than ever before, our mental health and authenticity and all of these things are really prevalent, like are a message that people are finally speaking to so much more so than, or we just have access to the information mm-hmm. more than we do. Uh, so that is a really, really great thing. Uh, and that's part of the work that I get to do is being able to share people's stories and say like, Hey, how can we make motherhood more reflective of what it really is? Uh, but then also more beautiful than possibly what it could be or make it more beautiful, you know, into the future. So uh, yeah. And how, can you tell us a little bit about what does that look like? How do you, how do you, how did you bring that idea that, that, um, that heart energy that you talked about, how did you bring that into fruition and, and what does that look like in your, in your business? Yeah. So we, I mentioned this a little earlier, but we have 80 sister websites across the country uh, that 
are owned and operated by women in those cities. Uh, and then under each of our owner teams are writers that contribute content for their sites in each of these 80 markets. So we actually have over 2000 writers that write for our sites uh, and they write everything from top five hidden parks in Milwaukee to visit this summer. So things that are super practical that moms are like, I need that, uh, to three breastfeeding mistakes that I made this year. <laughs> You know, so, I mean, we have got a full spectrum because that really is what motherhood is. Yes. There is never like one season that is, we're just coasting, you know, I mean, it is a roller coaster ride, even if you hate roller coasters. And there's always a new it. topic to cover. Yes. <laughs> always yeah. something where like, what? Nobody told us about this. Yes. Yeah, for That's sure. Great. So yeah. So the, so the content that is published on our websites is for local area moms, even if the topics are universal and it depend, doesn't matter where you live. Uh, for the most part, our writers are really wanting to encourage moms in their cities uh, with their content. So, and by content, I see, I mean, primarily their blog content, but also using their social media platforms to be uh, an encouragement for moms as well, because we realize not all moms are coming to the same platforms mm. for encouragement and for support. So really trying to utilize this many different areas. Many of our sites have podcasts as well. Uh, and so really saying like, Hey, what are moms looking for when it comes to encouragement for their lives? And we want to do whatever is within our power <laughs> to, uh, provide that information for them. Wow. That is amazing. So because I, I want to, um, one of the things I really want to, make sure we make time for and we'll do it right now and we'll do it again yeah. is tell us and we'll put these in the show notes as well yeah. tell us yeah. where we can find all of this amazing content that you're talking about how do we find you yeah. So if you go to momcollective.com, that is our national website that showcases our sister site content and uh, some national content as well. Uh, you can click on our sister sites. There's a tab that's going to show you this, the map of the U.S. and all of these 80 markets that we currently have sites in. And so the best thing that you can do if you're listening and you don't follow one of our current sister websites, is to go to the map, see if your site is on there. And if so, then click on the sister website that we have in your community and start to engage, read their content, follow their social media accounts. I promise it is a worthwhile follow. Yeah. It is worthwhile to have notifications on for those things because it really is all pertinent, helpful resources for moms in those communities. Uh, now, 80 may seem like a lot of cities and it certainly is, but you you are going to find that there are some states we actually are only in well, only we're in 36 states Yay. out of the 50, That's awesome. uh, but we have some states that don't have a representation in city mom collective. And so if you're listening and you find that there is no sister site in your city, then I would love it. If you do one of two things, either maybe you're listening and you're like, I love this idea. I'm totally tracking. I love entrepreneurship. I love my local community. I would very much love to hear from you. Uh, we have a business interest form that you would fill out uh, if you're interested in possibly starting the uh, business for your city. Uh, if you, the second option then is if you're like, you know what? 
I love this idea. Not really for me for a variety of reasons, uh, but I know a mom that would be an excellent person to own one of these businesses, then send her the information. And we'd certainly welcome that opportunity to talk to her too. So I love that. And I'm going to just repeat it because <laughs> I checked your website and yep. in my area. So if you are yep. local to me in the Lehigh yep. Valley in Pennsylvania, yeah. There is not a mom collective in this city or any, or yeah. even nearby. I think the closest was maybe in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, so reach out, yeah. fill out the business interest form at yep. momcollective.com. Yes. And you'll get right in touch with the Come straight with the, to me. Right so, to Steph. Woo. Yes. Yes. Awesome. So I will respond back to you. And we do have an application and interview process that our uh, license holders go through. Uh, I think it's important to note that I think both are equally important, but we're looking for entrepreneurial minded moms and then moms that are really passionate about their local communities. And another clarification is that we do have a lot of our major metro areas in the state covered, but we also do small metro markets. So like mm. Iowa City, Cedar Rapids, Mankato. I mean, we have smaller areas covered. And actually, in some ways, those smaller cities are a really, they're really prime markets uh, to be able to do a resource like this. Uh, we also sometimes will cover areas of the country where maybe there's not one specific city that is predominant, but Day. I'm trying to think of an example, but we did, we formerly had a Northwest Arkansas site uh, and those, you know, mm -hmm. kind of covered the Northwest Arkansas area. So, okay. So city or yeah. Region. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah I sure. love that. So if you are a mom or someone listening, then, yeah. and you think I could do this, this, this is something I could feel passionate about. Yeah. I have an entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. Um, I love to take my ideas and connect people, connect with others who share in this mission and passion of co connecting, connecting mm -hmm. with meaningful, um, meaningful relationship to help and spread awareness and just mm -hmm. help each other out because yeah. all too often I feel like, um, not only can motherhood and new motherhood feel isolating, mm. sometimes we over compare, right? Mm. So mm -hmm. we, we're like, we look at social media and we see mm. this mom doing that or this family doing this. And, mm. and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm terrible. I'm a terrible mother. I, I can't mm. do it. I'm right. Like, so yeah. there's that aspect as well. And so, mm. um, what we love about this, about your, about your business and this amazing, mm -hmm. um, amazing collection collective is yeah. that it's very much an empowering one mm -hmm. where you're yeah. not going to feel judged. Um, the idea is to feel supported and, and connected and empowered. Yeah, for sure. No, we are all about serving all moms uh, in our network. And so really wanting to showcase different voices because, you know, the reality is our writers are not all like coming to their keyboards with the exact same motherhood experience or mm -hmm. life experience. And so really saying like how many different perspectives can we pull into our communities so that truthfully our content can be as attractive to all moms in the community as possible. Yeah. 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And also you mentioned mental health, which of course is yeah. is my um my platform, I guess you would call yeah. it. But yeah. and that you connected with me too after yeah. we got back from the mom summit about yeah. contributing to one of, of your yeah. articles yeah. specifically around mental health awareness yeah. month, which um again if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, um, I'm a psychologist. And so my work is very much based in helping people feel well mentally, but also recognizing the overlap of our bodies, our minds, mm -hmm. our hearts, our souls, and our spirits. And how, yeah. whew, that's all, as I say it, it's like it, there's so much complexity there and so much overlap. Um, that sometimes we can feel out of balance and the the work that I try to do in, in, in all that I do is to helping just bring awareness, bring strategies, bring tools mm -hmm. um, to help us feel more balanced and joyful mm -hmm. and really, really recognizing that the more connected we feel, and you said authenticity, authentically, mm -hmm. being able just to show up as who we are, like if that's in sweatpants or if that's in heels and a cocktail dress, just being able to show up however you are and mm -hmm. be um, welcomed, accepted, embraced. And so I yeah. love that you also focus and attend to health and wellness um, mm -hmm. from all of those angles. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, mental health um, is such a important kind of thing for all of us that have any level of platform to be able to speak to. Uh, and so I so appreciated you being willing to contribute. We have a post with uh, Dr. Liz on it. That's four expert tips for mom's mental health. You can check that out on momcollective.com. Uh, we also have an interview with uh, Dr. Mittenall on children and anxiety. So if you have a child that is struggling with anxiety, how, what symptoms are you looking for? What can you do on a practical basis to support them? We also just published a post uh, that is protecting your kids' mental health in competitive sports. Ooh. So that's a huge part. And that is, we're opening up Pandora's box just to throw that. Seriously, but, but, you opened it up in my heart for sure. Yes. Yeah. There's, there are just so many facets of mental health when it comes to motherhood. It's not your, just your own mental health. It's also mm -hmm. that you are supporting and encouraging these little kids that are little and big kids, uh, that are on their own journey of mental health. Uh, and so we want to as city mom collective and our sister websites really be able to provide practical encouragement and support, uh, for the, you know, the main areas that we are needing that, um, as moms. I love that. Yeah, I, I absolutely. The competitive sports thing came when you said that I was like, yes, ding, ding, ding. Um, yeah. Because I can absolutely resonate with that coming from a family, my personal family of three brothers mm -hmm. younger than me, but and my parents were we were all very engaged in sports mm -hmm. and competitive sports throughout our whole lives. And we love it. We, we mm -hmm. everything was a competition. It was like, yeah. whoever can run to the car fastest, you know, my yeah. mom made everything a game and my dad and we love it to this day when we're at a party, there's always some kind of event can jam or cornhole, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and then I married someone e from equally as competitive uh, a family. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and recognizing how we have modeled it without really even, I mean, obviously because mm. we love it, but we've modeled this um, kind of go, 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 go life mm. lifestyle. Mm. We definitely, my husband and I spend a lot of intentional time and energy into inserting in um, breaks and mm. The way that we do that is that we, we, we typically have to leave town, right? Because if we're in town, there's some kind of event we could be attending to, um, that's mostly, you know, for our kids or for us. But, um, so that is one thing that we try to do. And I think as families, we have to really reflect on what are our values? What are our Mm -hmm. shared values as a, Mm -hmm. as a couple, as a family, how do we build on those to make sure we're balanced? Mm. Um, so my my son, who's almost fourteen, lo- like has basically was born with a baseball bat in his hand. He's sure. just lives and yeah. breathes it. Um, and I've started to recognize, like, oh wait, he's playing on how many teams? Te-? You know, like really mm. just kind of feeling like, um, what's the where's the where's there's a fine line between. Mm for the love of the game and feeling like, okay, is it too mm. much? Is it overcommitted? Yeah. Is there that danger of burnout, which we yeah. can see as adults with work, right? Like yeah. we think of, okay, oh, sure. we're getting burnt out with work, yeah. but it absolutely can, um, can surface mm-hmm. for children, big mm-hmm. and small, um, when we're overcommitting them or when they're just, mm-hmm. they love it, but then it's like, okay, really being able to step back and see what the effect is on their mental health and overall, overall health and wellness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I I feel like I need to give credit where credit is due in that I did not write this post on mental health uh, (laughs) in competitive sports. It was one of our content creators, uh, Elizabeth. And yeah, she spoke to in the blog post uh, that is on momcollective.com. You'd be able to get it pretty easily um, going there. But she spoke about the th- many of the things that you just mentioned, like burnout, mm-hmm. uh, team culture, how mm-hmm. that plays effect into yeah. the mental health of our kiddos, uh, the time and financial commitment uh, that is just a reality uh, when you are getting into competitive sports. And then also, I think a really important uh, thing is you know, not, I, there's so much identity that our kids can find mm. in these activities and not just our kids, us too. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm like, right. I know pointing to myself. Right. Yes. And yeah. so I think, you know, she is in no way coming at this post with a like shame on you. If this is your experience, it's more just step back before you get so far in that you can't step back and say, these are the things that our family, we need to be aware of are a huge contributor to our child's mental health when it comes to competitive sports. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pointing at myself because here's me as hashtag baseball mom. Also me like, oh my God, another tournament, you know, <laughs> so, um, and my, I, I, I must mention my daughter. She does yes. soccer. Um, yeah. She's really good at though, setting boundaries, mm-hmm. even sometimes better than me. Like yeah. um, she loves soccer and she's done some other things in her life, like dance and she's done gymnastics, but as she didn't really feel the passion anymore, Mm -hmm. she's been like, no, I'm good. And it's kind of like my husband and I are like, wait a second, what do you mean you don't want to participate in like 
three different sports every season, you know, and yeah. she's just like, I'm good. Thanks. I like soccer. I'll be good at, you know, and, yeah. um, and I like reading and we're like, okay, yeah, do it. So, yeah. um, yeah. definitely it, your, that identity piece of the parents, it's, it's very, you know, we've all seen the, the videos on YouTube of the, the over-identified parents. Sure. But, and I love that you also mentioned that these articles and blog posts, again, aren't coming from a place of shame on you, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think we can all, we do that enough. <laughs> right? right. We right. do the guilt thing and the mom guilt and all that enough um, that really the, the idea behind mm -hmm. perspective and content creation and content delivery is really to help us just mm -hmm. think about things in a different way and say, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I never thought of it that way. What a great perspective. Let me think about that more and see how sure. it may help me sure. in my life. Yeah, sure. And you know, I think oftentimes people are just, and maybe not so, so much this specific blog post, but people online are sharing their own perspective on it. And so I think, you know, oftentimes if the reader is responding and feeling a level of shame or responding in a negative way of any sort, you know, it's just stepping back and saying like, that is that person's experience. Mm -hmm. That is that person's perspective. It actually does not like it should not control me. It does not have power over me. Like I am going to make the best decision for myself and for our family. And that's okay. Like we yeah. all do things so differently. Uh, right. Just like your daughter who <laughs> is young and able to say, eh, I don't really want to do that. That's actually a really mature thing. Oh, I love it about it. <laughs> like, I feel like any adult friend that can say, eh, I think that's not me. I'm not going to do that. We all applaud him, you know, but for <laughs> our kids, we're like, really <laughs> are you <laughs> <like> sure <laughs> yes so yeah. that is too funny well yeah. um yes uh it is a privilege and a extremely overwhelming at times to raise these kids <laughs> mm -hmm. absolutely um I was wondering as I'm thinking about the different sister sites that you were talking about um are there in person or like other do they connect and and you said I love to throw a good party is that yeah. part of this the yeah. um part of it too like where they will get gather and have events and things like that yes so pre-2020 uh, <laughs> we definitely did have a lot of events that our sites were planning for parents for moms for families in their communities and that continues to be a huge part of what our uh, sister businesses are doing. Uh, it looks a little different. We did definitely take a little bit of a pivot uh, over the past two years, but yeah, gathering people on, like in person is a huge part of mine and very much is reflected in a lot of the work that our sister sites are doing in their communities. So planning things like mom's night outs mm. uh, and family events that people can come and bring their full families to uh, like donuts with Santa or Easter egg hunts uh, or summer family events that are full weekend events that people can purchase tickets to. So that is part of this marriage between um, supporting local moms, mm -hmm. but then also these, these are businesses. And so our site owners are running these, uh, in some cases, 
full-time hours that they're committed to building these businesses. And so uh, that's part of also their revenue, uh, you know, possibility is planning these events that moms are looking to go to. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I will, I will say I'm reaching out to people, especially, you know, we're, everybody can hear this across the globe, but again, yeah. if you are in this area locally <laughs> and, and this is at all inspiring to you, even come, you know, reach out to me if you're not so sure, yeah. um, yeah. because it, I, um, you know, I, as I'm saying it, I'm like, I'm, I'm overcommitted. I, <laughs> this sounds so fun to me. So I'm, I'm saying, if, if there's a mom or a woman out there or someone yeah. out there who this is interested, who is intrigued by this um, and you're local to me, reach out. I would love yeah. to chat more about this because yeah. that is one of my, um, that we, how we connected, right? So yeah. we connected at Mom Summit. We, um, that is what I loved about that space was people came for different, for there were so many different things to, um, to be energized by at mm -hmm. mom summit for me, the connections were amazing. And, and we, you and I vibed, um, mm -hmm. right away mm -hmm. and had so much fun and, um, which is why we're still connected, right? Yeah. Why we decided, okay, we need to make sure we swap cards, sure. but, um, but that, yeah. So just that connection, that is something that both of us share. I love, mm -hmm. um, bringing people together and holding space for people to connect and relate with each other. I also love to hold a glass of red wine, not so much while I'm cooking. I'm not the biggest like kitchen <laughs> connoisseur, but um, I'll watch someone else yeah. cook. <laughs> I'll help uh, cut vegetables. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that is one thing I think too, that, that we both share that passion for creating the space for connection. And so I'm, I'm yeah. putting back out that call yeah. to action of, yeah. Um, if you're interested and you're not quite sure you want to fill out the application and you're in my area, um, reach out to me as well. I would love to chat more about, about it. It's so, so fun and so needed. And I love also every stage of the game. So we talked a lot about new moms, mm -hmm. um, kind of where it came from for yeah. you, yeah. but also it's very clearly evident that it's, it's extends, you know, as they grow and sure. as they get to different ages and stages yeah. that it's not just about you know, when you have an infant, um, but it's about as they grow and also the family really, yeah. really attending to the needs of the family. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I'll give one further clarifier in that yes. some of our sites are owned by multiple moms in the mm. city. So, mm -hmm. uh, we have upwards of three site owners for one site. Uh, and so sometimes a mom will look at the opportunity and say, Oh gosh, I love that. But I just don't have this skill set. Uh, but I know somebody that does, and mm. maybe we would be great business partners. And so uh, I think there's a lot of great things that come out of uh, partnerships uh, with these businesses. Now, also, the reality is being in partnership with someone else comes with its difficulties at times. However, that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. But uh, I do like to throw that out there that, hey, if you uh, are like, I am really intrigued, but I can't do this by myself maybe you know somebody that could. Yes. I have a few people popping up in my mind <laughs> for me, but yeah, no, I love that. Yes. And partnerships. Yeah. They're, they are just like any partnership. We think of romantic partnerships as yeah. one of the most common and mm -hmm. we do it. We, we, 
enter into those partnerships, agreements, commitments, because mm -hmm. it is so amazingly beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also recognize that it, there's navigating, navigating mm -hmm. the, the relationship as well can be, yeah. um, it, it's a very important consideration. So yes, it can be, yeah. there are challenges, but, sure. uh, you know, I really believe in like, not giving things through the rose colored glasses, uh, not because I don't love hearing things through a rose colored glass, but because life is all about your expectations being as close to your reality as possible, mm. right? So anytime that your expectations don't meet your reality is when you get frustrated. And so you either have two, you have two options. You either change your reality or you change your expectations. And usually changing your expectations is the easiest thing to do. Uh, changing reality isn't always, <laughs> always right. as easy, but absolutely, uh, that's where when it comes, even in any interview that I do with a potential site owner, I always am like, here's the deal. I'm going to try to be really brutally honest with you, not because I don't want you to be a part of the work we're doing, because I think it's exceptional and I love it, but also I don't want you to feel like I wasn't honest with you that owning a business is hard at times and navigating complex relationships and leading communities uh, in tumultuous times. I mean, there are so many things that are just real challenging about business ownership, but there's so many wonderful parts about it too. And so it's again, like, how can I make sure your real reality and expectations are as close as possible together? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. I love that. I love that so much. So you have this, the, the, you and your, your part of the business offers the support and the structure and the honesty. Yeah. Um, and also just kind of that, oh, I, I was going to say lifeline. I think because when you said, you know, uncertainty and challenge, I sure. think our minds go to pandemic just oh, like sure. automatically yeah. Yeah. of yeah. how challenging we, when we're, when you're talking about shifting either your reality or expectations is, mm -hmm. oh, wow. Right. We were really challenged and, and not that it not, we're talking about it like it's yeah. over. And unfortunately we're seeing that it's not, um, right. completely over, but right. it's changing and shifting, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, even just being a part of the, the mom collective mm -hmm. gives you a sense of community and mm -hmm. support. Yeah. 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 You know, it's interesting that you say that because I don't, I use that reality expectations example often in business ownership. Truthfully, I don't know if I've ever stepped back to consider what that practically looked like in 2020. Mm -hmm. And if you imagine our realities changed very fast yes. in a very quick amount of time Absolutely. Uh, and it changed and then it changed again and it changed again. And so there was almost no way for us to change our expectation to meet what how the reality was changing because it was changing so different and so I mean it was so unlike anything that we went through that no wonder why all of us were like ah I mean, and still are ah! <laughs> we're still experiencing it's it, just yeah. like a movie target you know and you're constantly like wow yeah. this is such a mess but I am really trying my best here to yeah. Uh, and so interesting that you say that I, yeah, I've never uh, put that analogy in place over this pandemic sustained pandemic world that we've been living in, but it really does fit yes. quite nicely with it. Yes. And that is one thing that I think is 
I love when we have those little those little glimpses of um, I call them golden nuggets of, of like, wow, I never thought of it that way. Mm. Um, and one of the biggest goals for me mission in this podcast is helping mm. us to do that work of really being able to minimize stress that's that's avoidable, right? Like mm-hmm. being yeah. able to say, what reality can I change yeah, that's sure. not working for me, that's sure. making me sick yeah. or making me tired? And then recognizing that there's always going to be stress that cannot be avoided, yeah. uncertainty. Sure. Life's gonna continue to throw, mm-hmm. to throw us curveballs. And then we at right now is the time mm-hmm. to, to build the skill set or strengthen mm-hmm. the skill set to be able to, um, it, you know, manage stress that happens because of change or that mm-hmm. happens because of those unexpected circumstances, mm-hmm. um, rather than waiting for something to, you know, go wrong before attending to it, taking more of a proactive approach. And that mm-hmm. is, um, I, I think that really fits yeah. with what you're talking about. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree. So yeah, oh, weird world that we've been living in and navigating. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to just ask one question. What would, as we're talking about the, the, the pandemic and those perspectives, um, a lot of people have said, you know, it was awful and it was terrible and I was so stressed. Mm -hmm. And then after we kind of get that out, people tend to kind of say, and you know what, this happened that like really shifted my perspective or this was an unexpected silver lining that came. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just curious if you would be willing to share if that was something that you experienced and and what that was like for you. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like there's, you hate to call it silver lining in an incredibly difficult time, especially for so many people from a health level. Uh, But for lack of a better way to describe it. And that's how you set it up there. You know, I think there's silver lining both on a personal level and professional level. And I think more than ever before on a personal level, I really considered, I was like, gosh, this, even if it's painful and it's so hard, this is bonus time with my young kids uh, that I never would have gotten had we not walked through the past couple of years. And I, I feel like I've carried that over into even my littlest one woke up with a tummy ache the other day and now flu's going around our school at like the tummy flu. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I can't be that person that said like, she didn't have any, <laughs> she didn't have any symptoms. Other right. than her tummy. So honestly, she's so young that you're like, you just might be nervous about something. Like, I don't even know. Uh, but I feel like after walking through the past two years, I said like, you know what? Like, okay. Like you can stay home. Stay home. It'll be okay. Yep. Like, and rest. you right. And we are, go- you're going to be totally fine. I'm going to be fine. I'm actually going to be able to work just fine, even with you here, because mm-hmm. I have had to do that. Uh, Learned and, that skill set. <laughs> yes. And I consider it bonus time. Like these extra bonus days of you being around are not guaranteed. And so I am going to eat them up as much as I possibly can. So I'd say that that was one of the silver linings. There is multiple silver linings, but um, I love that not on a personal level. And then on a professional level, um, 
for anyone that knows the Enneagram, uh, I am a two, I'm a very flaming strong two. I like <laughs> love to help people. What that means, if anyone doesn't know the Enneagram, is that I just get a lot of self-identity, sometimes in a negative way. Sometimes it can go in like, that's all I find identity in, but largely positive uh, in helping people. Like, how can I be helpful to you? And when in March of 2020, when the pandemic hit, my two flag just started mm. waving. I was like, I, I do not know what is Here happening. I come, let me and help. I'm freaked out, but I am going to help the yeah. world. <laughs> uh, and I think there's so many things that we did in our business that were just propelled by this desire for mm. me to help that have transformed the way that we support our network uh, in a really positive way. And I don't know if we would have ever done that if we weren't like just forced to really kick it in high gear and find substantive ways to support our business in unique ways that we weren't at that time doing. And so, yeah, I'd say that that's a silver line. There's a lot of really lovely things that came out of having to lean into the hard and lead mm. in a really hard season. Uh, but I would say, I look back and I'm like, that's why I was so, I mean, I was exhausted, mm. but I also was like, save the day, help <laughs> the people. <laughs> like, I love that. Uh, and yeah. so I was tired every day, but I was like, I feel like I just helped a lot of people. That yes, was great. That is uh, so great. So yeah, that, that I've never, I don't think I've ever verbalized that. So this is your first, the first time it's come out of my word. I'm so glad. Yeah. And as I've, I'm, we're on video so we can see each other. I got yeah. completely emotional when you talked oh. about your personal silver yeah. lining because I think um, absolutely I can identify with that, right? Like just recognizing not only myself, but my husband one day we were, we were actually driving probably the first time we were actually going somewhere during pandemic. Cause we're like, we got to get out of this house. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's go somewhere. Um, and he made the comment of, I've just been I've just been appreciating our t family time so mm -hmm. much. And, you know, to hear him say that was just like, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and, and I would, I'm so glad that, you, that we talked about it out loud because, and I will challenge and invite the listeners, all of you who are listening, at very minimum, spend some time reflecting on mm -hmm. pulling out one thing um, that you can, can also identify mm -hmm. that, I think we, do, and I love that you were so open and honest and authentic in how you were sharing it. You were even like, I don't even want to, I don't want to call anything a silver lining because I'm afraid, or not afraid, but like right. there was so much destruction and yeah, so much sadness. don't want to minimize the pain. Don't, yeah. Right. And we right. don't, so sometimes we avoid joy and we avoid mm -hmm. identifying those very moving, lovely moments that are emotionally uplifting. Mm because we kind of get stuck in that, like feeling guilty or not wanting mm. to minimize the pain, mm -hmm. right? Mm. And um, and really just recognizing that that is a really huge piece of our resilience as human mm. beings is mm -hmm. being able to say, yeah, this was a hard and still is a challenging time. Mm -hmm. um, and And there's also some things that have come from it that never would have or or 
you know, brought us at least some peace and joy in those yeah. moments. Yeah. And think of the resilience that our kids developed. Mm -hmm. They were like in a, the pressure cooker of life. Their reality changed just like ours did. And we may have thought like, oh, they're, they have it easy. At least they're not having to stress about these things. But I think, you know, a lot of them are carrying anxiety uh, about it, uh, but they're also so much more nimble and so much more resilient <laughs> yes. than a lot of us are because they walked through the past two years, not that they chose to do that, but uh, because life dealt them some significant curveballs where their reality changed very quickly, uh, you think, gosh, they are so much more flexible probably <laughs> than I ever was at that age. Yes. Uh, and my kids now, my kids were, are, were in elementary school and are in elementary school. I think those possibly were the most challenging like ages to have in a pandemic because two of my kids couldn't read anything. Mm. Um, one of them could, uh, mm. but I kind of was like, gosh, I would have loved if they were just in preschool. At this time. <laughs> <laughs> then you didn't have to deal with any of right. that. I'm like, I never thought I would say that. I thought for sure when I got out of that season, I was like, done, right. never going to go back. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, you know, it's, it is funny, this life journey we live, it never yeah. turns out exactly how we plan, but that's no. where, that's where the resiliency and the flexibility that our kids, I think really have developed is a skill that will likely be a really wonderful skill for them as their own little entrepreneurs and their own young adults. Uh, yes. They're going to be like, oh yeah, I remember those two years. Right. That was weird, but now I can be real flexible. About yeah. Stuff. yeah. <laughs> yes. So, right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. And model it for us. <laughs> Yes. And then model it for us. Oh. Well, thank you so, so much. I am, I've had a blast in this, yes, in this chat and I thank you so much again for taking time out of your schedule to join me here. Um, uh, thank you for listening for all of you who are listening. Um, we're going to, I'm going to have you share again, Steph, where we can find you on the web and, and social media. Um, I invite you who are listening to share this episode with someone um, that that may just need to hear it, right? May need to hear it. And um, also, again, that invitation to pause and, and reflect on your own experiences um, from anything that you heard us talking about today. Yes. Reach out to either one of us, um, any questions or comments that you have um intrigue intrigue if you're intrigued reach out and and let's chat about it you can find me at dr liz on social media so instagram facebook and now tiktok i'm in the middle of my own tiktok challenge to help spread mental health awareness and some fun um that's d-r-l-y-z and that's my website as well drliz.com steph tell us where we can find you so that people can connect with you learn more about this amazing company and movement that yeah. you have um, started. Yeah, well, the best place to do that is to go to momcollective.com. That is where you are going to find our sister site map that will show you if we have an existing sister site in your city. Uh, you can click on the states, the cities that are represented, and that will direct you to your city's website and their social media accounts. So engage, 
comment on things like, for those of you that are not in this industry and you don't know how all of that works, I tell you what, anytime that you push like, or you get your thumb, thumbs a little tapping on a comment on anything that we're doing, it makes more people see the work that we're doing. And it is so important and so appreciated. So go check out your local sister site if you have one. If you don't, I would welcome you to consider starting a sister site with City Mom Collective yourself or sharing the opportunity with someone that you think would be a good fit. And we've got an application on our website for you to be able to submit a business interest form. Uh, we're also on all social media platforms, uh, City Mom Collective. Uh, so give us a follow there. Uh, again, that's the national licensing umbrella of our 80 local sister websites. Yay. Thank you. And I love that you said engage with us on social media um, or wherever you're, you're finding us because I think sometimes we don't know how to support our friends who are doing amazing things. And we think, yeah. oh, how can I, do I have to go to your event? Do I have to sign up and uh, hitting the like button, yes. sending a little comment, even if it's an emoji, yeah. Yeah. Um, helps to spread the awareness to maybe yes. it's not something you can do or you're, in, you're not in that season or it's not, it's not for you right now. Um, but it helps to get it out to the people who, sure. who can, who can and, and want to. So, yeah, I always tell people that when you tap on the like or love heart button, um, it is like a virtual high five. Yes. Just imagine yourself going like this to all these people in the world, Heck, you know, you were yes. just given high fives love like it. that. And you know what? That doesn't take anything away from you when you do that. Yes. Uh, it only empowers the people that you are sending that high five to. So um, please it. give high fives to the work that people are doing and personal accounts too. Uh, mm -hmm. I think we all need a little bit more encouragement. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Friends, business businesses, wherever, yeah. share your love, share yeah. those high fives. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you so much again, Steph. I know I will see you again. Um, yes. I loved connecting with you and can't wait to connect with you again. Um, and for all of you listening, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Without you, we would not be here. Um, and I cannot wait to connect with you again. Take care. Thank you for connecting on this episode of the podcast, Empowered by Design. For further connection, subscribe to my email list at drliz.com to be sure that you are in the loop for exciting news, events, and resources. You can also follow me on social media at drliz and at Visionistas by Design. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and send this episode to one of your people in order to share the love spread the power. This podcast is designed to inspire, educate, and empower you to pursue your dreams with intentional vision. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for psychological treatment or a working relationship with a licensed mental health professional. For more information on connecting with mental health resources in your area, visit drliz.com and click on resources. Thank you again for connecting and remember, trust the heart, work your vision, dream, design, deliver. <laughs>